0: Beyond that, but, but I think that that's a factor.
1: Oh boy, oh boy.
0: Yeah, you hate to see it.
1: Nah, you know what? I mean, shit. I got some, matter of fact, I got some stories after we record. Oh, God. I, I've been this, this doing things the right way, shit is different. It's different.
0: Different I, good I mean, or different I, bad. <laughs>
1: I don't even want to sound like so enthused when I'm saying this. It's a somber topic, honestly. I just realized though that there is a price to be be paid for trying to do do the right thing. You know, I mean, handle things in the right way. And I don't think I've always I've always done that. And so, I, you know, I don't want to be the bad guy, which is why I have a sensitivity to it. I recognize, like, there is a, definitely a price for that.
0: Well, that's good to hear that you don't want to be the bad guy. That, that's a good way to start 2021.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, it's a good way to start 42, though, with a little introduction. So hello hello welcome to episode number 42 of the pre-internet friends podcast this is a conversation shaped by being savvy enough to deal with the world today but old enough to remember the world before the internet this podcast is a his and hers take on the world as it is not as it should be i am your host the mostly right sometimes less right fresh out the chair and on his scare on his <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know what? 2021 has had a lot of scares, but I am him, he is he is I, Mr. Jay Nicholas. Uh, this is my co host, the melanated one, the Crypto Conqueror, uh, the, everyone's favorite, everything, some of the time, Mr. Shanique. How are you feeling tonight, Queen?
0: I'm, I'm doing well, I'm, I'm glad we're back. I meant to ask you, how are you feeling?
1: Yo, I ambivalent is the word of the week
0: okay i didn't uh, mean that i mean you were sick how are you feeling <laughs> amb-
1: ambivalent is the word of the week right? like, <laughs> so your yeah, health
0: is de- ambivalent
1: don't don't deny my my testimony like <laughs> you're oh asking God. me how i feel you right so i i felt i felt tremendously uh tremendously better compared to last week uh, i apologize for not being able to play through it i i did hear a voice message that I left someone um, last week and the I did the right thing. I w- it wouldn't have been a good podcast if we would have recorded. I sounded like uh, I had been smoking cigarettes for 40 years without a filter.
0: Ew, uh, okay.
1: <laughs> I sounded absolutely terrible. So there's that. Um, and so I, I fought through my symptoms. I felt like I turned the corner on everything. I was good. I got right with Jesus. And I went today to get um, a COVID test done as, you know, a formality, just to, you know, see how far removed I was and came back positive. You lying. uh, I am sincere. I got a test done today. And it came back positive. And
0: remember, you called me yesterday and asked, did I want to see you in person? And what did I tell you?
1: You told me that. One of us was awesome, and the other one was you. No, no, that's not what you said. You said one of us works from home, and the and other one was
0: me. And the yeah. other one, right, being these streets. <laughs> and lo and so, behold,
1: yeah, the, me being all essential, and got my essential ass the vid. So, right.
0: so today is January twenty third. I'm um, happy birthday to your roommate. Um, so I'll yes, see yes. you uh yeah so happy birthday to him I would have texted him but you know we have that situation um so I'll see you
1: talking about passive aggressive everybody has the same numbers uh but okay no
0: no does he have the same number because last time I tried it it didn't work so I don't know I'll try after this um okay so today's January 23rd um so I I I mean we might be able to record in person I'm thinking Memorial Day
1: Memorial Day I'm that's, not an that's, expert
0: That's, that that's how, <laughs> <that's> how <laughs> precocious I am
1: Okay okay well you know what I, I need you T
0: plus like 180 days
1: like Right right I I can't even be mad at this point you know um before we get into the, the shits and giggles. I also want to send um, a very special happy birthday to my brother, my other brother, um, this firstborn, the second favorite, Trell. Happy birthday to you! Uh, his birthday is going to be actually by the time this is airing. So um, yeah, January is is a uh, it's a cool it's a cool month. <clears throat> uh, I swear, once they said I was positive, I start feeling all types of symptoms again. Okay. I'm having like a little, little call.
0: You know what? I'm actually glad that you waited until we were on the air to tell me this because had I known this before, I wouldn't even have called you.
1: <laughs> oh, that's not how it works. You can't spread it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know that that's true. So now if I wake up tomorrow with a sore throat, we're going to have a problem.
1: You're going to have to holler at yay. Don't do that. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, I am looking for our notes.
0: Alright, let me kick it off. So uh Jamel's positive. We're, we we've dealt with that. Um have you heard uh, and I just heard this recently, some of the charges that these um these uh domestic terrorists have been receiving?
1: Okay, so yes. I, I saw that um it seems like quite a few of them were being uh ROI, right, released on their own
0: Right, R O R R O R, but
1: right cognizance. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. like R O I doesn't sound right. That's rate of interest. Um, yeah, yeah, so the return they, on they,
0: investment.
1: I, right, return on investment. Yeah, yeah, R O R. So they they they're not looking at they're getting bail first off, and I saw one. He uh he was on house arrest, but he's also allowed to go to work and has to be around family. And it's like, oh, you you just can't be around firearms and shit and return to D.C. in the interim until it's time for court.
0: Well, that and I was watching Bill Maher last night and they had um, a former FBI, I believe, official on there. And they were talking about some of the actual charges that these people were being given. They're being given basically the same charges that people get when they riot, like after the Super Bowl. Like uh, trespassing and things like this. Right. And, you know, when everything first happened, every black person in the world said, let somebody black or Latino, you know, a group of, you know, 8,000 black or Latino people had ran up in the Capitol. They would have been spraying that shit. Like we already know. So on top of the fact that these people, for the most part, were able to do this and walk out, they were what, I think only about two or three of them who got even killed out there out of thousands, right Then now mm-hmm. you know you're talking about and I saw a vice interview with the uh he was a former um u s attorney, and he was talking about like this is insurrection and it's sedition, right? because one, you ran up in a government building. You know, it, you know, an uprising. This was not like some type of peaceful protest. And then you attempted to hinder, you know, um, the, leg- the, the legislative, you know, and democratic process. Like that's sedition and insurrection. Like these are serious charges. So now you're talking about that level versus what breaking in, like, like disorderly conduct, trespass. You know, these kind, this kind of stuff. When you went in there you know, against the rules, uh, threatening people, people had weapons, you know, people assaulting police officers. And even the fact that they got to walk out there is a miracle, but now they're not even going to be charged to the fullest extent of the law. A lot of these people, come on.
1: Mm. Yeah, listen, we spoke about America having, there being two Americas, right? A different experience for melanated people than theirs. To white people
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I, I think some of the feedback that I received I don't know if anybody said anything to you um about our coverage of the Capitol as a podcast they they, they felt as though we weren't explicit enough in oh. in our characterizations of it right um and I you know I, I thought you, you you did a fair job of of you know putting it into historical context but this was definitely like white privilege on steroids right. um, played for the for The world. I and I, I think why it, it really triggered a lot of a lot of black folks is because you know, like you know like it, it's just it's no it's not even thinly veiled. And it's it's playing out even now, after the dust has settled and black people are literally cleaning up Mm-hmm. After the mess that was made, um, that, you know, it's just, it's a con, it's just reinforcing what we, what we know. And it's not a conspiracy theory at this point. It's just, right. it's, 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 it is what it is. It's right. blatant. Right, and, right. You know, and, good. um, uh,
0: there was a Congresswoman, I forget her name, but she basically went on Rachel Maddow and said that she wanted an investigation. You know, um, and as we as we saw, like like we said from the beginning, right? That's not just oh, we didn't know that they were coming. Like it, she basically said that, like this was explicitly like she thought that there was some coordination. And I think the fact that, like you said, people R O R on this kind of thing, you know, house arrest you know, like, like it's just all, it's just all disgusting. And I don't want to hear anything from anybody else. I don't want any more well-meaning white women classmates of mine to DM me about nothing like this anymore, because now that we have seen this, we should all be clear on what the fuck is going on. Right. Like they told us, like, like we have been saying this, right. Like we said, if, Black people acted the way white people act when they team win the Super Bowl. It, like, <laughs> like, 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 it wouldn't uh-huh. be allowed to happen, right? Like, like we've said that, and it's like, no, that's different. And da 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 da. You cannot. Th- th- there's no defending this anymore. Like, like there's no spin that you could put on this that would be taken seriously. That you could say that a gr- that any other ethnic group could go in there and do the things that these people did. And, and and live to, to talk about it and go back to work. And now I saw another interview recently with like the one lone Trump supporter who who was walking down in D.C. around the inauguration. And he was like, well, you know, people are scared of losing their jobs. So that's why that they didn't come back. You know what I mean? Like if your biggest fear is that you're going to be exposed at your job after doing this level of, of violence and threatening to... The, the democracy and in, in our country, like, come on, that that in itself is a privilege, right? Like if you get to run up in Nancy Pelosi's office, put your feet up, right. Basically a ransom note. And your biggest fear is that you might lose your job.
1: Yeah. You know how, how privileged white people are like, like white you know, <laughs> I don't even know how to characterize this shit. But you know, like what the difference is between like fantasy and science fiction, right? You right. know what I mean? <laughs> right, right, right. It's like, like some shit. Like the, the the difference is how plausible you find it, right? Like right, the shit is contract right, 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 was, was completely science fiction. The, the Jetsons was our idea of what twenty twenty would look like mm-hmm. in the eighties, right? Yep. But it's just like you kind of limited by your imagination. White people. Get away with shit in this country that for black people is on a verge of science fiction or or fantasy. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't imagine a scenario where you substitute a black man for a white man and have them commit the same acts and have the same outcome. It's, It's so implausible that it's impossible. Right, right, right. You know, right, right. You
0: know, Well you can't man. you can't swipe you you can't even swap it because your imagination can't even go that far, right? Like it doesn't, it doesn't like, like, it. It like, like imagine it. when when the George Floyd situation happened, if the the people who ran up in the Montclair store, most of which who looked to be black, if when they jumped out with all of them coats, there was a cop standing there and they stood there and the cop took a selfie with them. Right. Like, like there's right. no there's no world in which that would ha- ever happen. <laughs> but yet right. we saw thousands of people running up in the the headquarters of our nation's government and the response from more than one of of the people who should have been stopping them was to pose and take selfies with them.
1: Like I'm trying to imagine me walking in and taking a podium from from the floor and being able to get away with it and got take, just, out
0: the door, and being down, being like, like, right. and, and got mad.
1: And and this is like in this latest, you know, what I mean, like, this is a big deal. This this capital shit. but it, I mean, you go down a list, just in, uh, these these isolated cases. Imagine a black man raping a, a a woman that was drunk outside by a dumpster, and then a the judge says, "You know what? Your freedom and future are too bright to be soiled by prison," and right. gives me. Uh, probation right right They're like that that's Brock, there's uh, no Brock, Brock Turner. Turner
0: yeah there's no there's Turner. no there's no world in which when you substitute a black person for any of these things that is not fantasy right like there's no world in which a black man is driving a car in Texas and a, a border patrol or whatever pulls him over and he says um I don't have to listen to you, and speeds off, and that's it. There's a whole YouTube channel with nothing but that of of white people refusing to comply with um, uh, checkpoints and stuff. No, and 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 it's just the cops. It's just them with their dash cam telling the cops, you know, some little script, and then they drive off, and that's it. There's no world in which a black man or woman could do that. Like they would jump in it, their it, car, follow you and gun you down.
1: It's straight up like Plessy versus Ferguson type shit. It like right. went in 2021, but it feels like as alive today as it as it did in 1896. Plessy versus Ferguson. said, you know, a black man has no, no, no rights that a, a white man is, is bound to respect. Right, You know, it's like the same could be said of this whole this whole system of, of rules. Right, like and this, plus he this,
0: wasn't even black. <laughs> like, he was an octoroon, which is he had like a black grandparent. Right. right. That's where we get the one drop rule from. But in in better news, did, did you watch the inauguration?
1: I, I I watched some of it. You know, I, I have mixed feelings about it. But the funniest thing that came out of this was
0: uh the Bernie memes. memes
1: oh the- yeah and, and, and even the Kamala ones too were, were pretty good you know they, they're asking for their money Joe <laughs>
0: right right right, right, right. <laughs> that one that that is good um yeah so I didn't get to see it live um because it was during the work day and you already know how my work day is but I, I watched everything later on and um I really enjoyed I, I forget her name but the the poet um she, mm-hmm. she yeah. was really good um Youngest
1: poet laureate.
0: Yeah, yeah, she's a youth, yeah, she's a youth, yeah, she's a youth poet laureate. And last I saw, I think it was yesterday, they were saying that I believe she's been offered a job by, I want to say Morgan State maybe, but I think like some HBCU. So, you know, I I hope that this is, you know, the beginning of, you know, a bright career for her because she definitely, um, she definitely deserves it. Um, I don't know what the hell J Lo was doing up there.
1: Uh, but Oh, she was a Selena bag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: when she when she broke into Let's Get Loud, I was like, Did J Lo think she was at the Super Bowl again? Like, what is this?
1: I said the funniest when I seen a young lady uh I, I know in South Carolina She's like, Jesus turned water to wine and Michelle Obama jumped out that cup. Okay. <laughs> Michelle was looking fierce, man.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hair was freshly, freshly laid, you know, um, her and, um, as well as Kamala, both wore some, uh, black designers, which of course is only again, going to elevate their career. And that's, that's what we need. Um, you know, more people being more black people being seen as, you know, high fashion, um, designers. So that way, when we do have our next group of black people coming up, like you don't, have to feel like, oh, I I can only wear Cavalli and, and be fresh or whatever, right? Like, we have some talented, you know, Black designers that they deserve to be on the world stage, too. So, I was definitely I did, happy. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. That was-
1: that was a clean look. They they both look. They everybody looked nice. They yeah, look, I don't they
0: look know. Did, I don't know if it was the same designer that Kamala wore, but I know the one, um, that Michelle Obama wore. They said it was a black man from um South Carolina. So um, you know, shout out to to
1: to them. Okay, okay, shout out to Monk's Corner. Uh,
0: <laughs> oh shit, we're not <laughs> doing this. We're not, not doing easy. this. I, get you. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Um. But uh, and and now it's time. We now this is the part of part of the pod where we get into the mess. Um, I have been wanting to talk to you about this for a, a couple of weeks now, but just that there's been so many you know action packed things going on, we had to put this to the back burner. Did you see this video, um, of Ti talking about thought prevention hours?
1: <laughs> yes, yes, I did. What,
0: now you have
1: time.
0: okay. So now here's my question: You have mm-hmm. a daughter and multiple sons, right? Do you consider time with your daughter thought prevention hours as opposed to well, time with your sons?
1: Um, no, uh, but my daughter is 12, um, and I, I think I think so much of this is in response to having a, a daughter that is of a certain age where, you know, sexual activity is being uh, considered. Right. Um, so, I mean, you want the mature answer or you want the, I want your answer. <laughs> My answer is the combination of those things. It's stop really? prevention. Yes. Yes. Cause I, I can be mature. I can take the highbrow. So the 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 highbrow response is what TI said was completely inappropriate what he what he said revealed his sexist uh beliefs his inconsistent parenting approaches and it's a dated ideology. Okay. Right. All right.
0: And now the hood rap but part not, of
1: you. But that, but that's not compelling. And I am from Brownsville. And you want the hood rap part because that's what you're here for. So no, is not prevention the real thing, yes. Chris Rock said, you got one job, father. Keep your daughter off the pole. You got one job. So yeah, you often find outside of the, the, the economic opportunity in dancing, sometimes, hey, she, she had daddy issues. Sometimes she's looking for love in all the wrong places. You put in that, that time and try to create a normal, nurturing relationship to prevent her from having to fill that void in these third parties. Oftentimes, and and men that aren't going to be looking to do anything but take advantage of her. Is okay. it a thing? Yes, it is a thing.
0: Okay, um, that's I a little better. It. That that's a little better than I expected. But I think I have a problem with this narrative, and maybe it's just because um,
1: it is. It is. That's a positive. That's a part of it. <laughs>
0: well, 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 he, well, here's the thing, right? I have a problem with it being said that whether or not you had a, a good father, present father, whatever, that you're somehow more or less deserving of respect as a woman. Well, is,
1: is it deserving of respect? Is that really what it's being conditioned as?
0: That's the way. Um, that that's the way that, that some people make it sound. Like I was watching a video and it was a woman speaking. She was like, Oh, I would tell dudes, don't oh, you can't play with me because my father's in my life. And it's just like okay. <laughs> like <laughs> so, like, you know what I mean? And and I think I mean, and maybe I am triggered because you know, after my parents got divorced, my father was not in my life. But I think to assign more or less value to a girl or a woman because she does or doesn't have a father, I think is wrong. Like, And when when women do it, it is anti-feminist, right? Because you're saying that somebody's attachment or lack thereof to a man uh, impacts their sustenance and quality as a woman. And I completely disagree with that uh, line of thinking.
1: Welcome to paternalism
0: i mean but but to me like and and i also have a problem with it as if you know uh sons who who had absent fathers have no impact right like there's mad niggas who who got issues because they didn't have any positive male role models right so like let's not act like women are the only people who are impacted by negatively impacted by the lack of a father right I would argue that it's, it's actually a lot of dudes who were more impacted by it, right? Because at least a woman, like girl, you have a mother, you know, that's a, a woman can show you how to be a woman, right? Like a dude, if you don't have a father, there's literally nobody modeling or or, or nobody who should probably be modeling male behavior for you if you didn't grow up in a household and a family with, you know, um, a, a father or, or other male elders, but but it seems that that conversation is is never necessarily had, or the issues that men who who have or the issues that men who don't have um, good relations with their mother have. And trust me, I have been in a relationship with a person who had issues with their mother, and it was a problem.
1: I, I bet you have, and and honestly, the the, the reason that gets presented as like this one-sided coin is because of patriarchy um you know we we get into or we used to get into some heated conversations about about chivalry and patriarchy and feminism actually uh your friend and i as well um my 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 belief is that feminism is the direct result of patriarchy um right It's it's a response to it just as well as chivalry chivalry is and if you are a progressive woman, you should not subscribe to any notions of chivalry. You know, that all of that is rooted in the the, the idea and the belief that women aren't equal to men, that women are inferior, that women are are creatures uh, that are, you know, delicate in nature that need to be protected. So what that translates to in 2021 is like, nah, I'm not going to hold the for you. You hold the for me. We're equal. F- <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, but like, seriously, you can't enjoy all of the benefits of chivalry with, while rejecting no,
0: that, all of the um, core issues with it. Uh, Andrew Schultz, you know, Charlemagne's uh, co-host said something. He said, like, mm-hmm. women basically, we're better than equal. And I'm actually okay with that. I'm not going to lie. Cause he, I mean, he, he, cause his whole thing was as a result of feminism, he was like, think about it. Women can basically do any job that a man can do, but then we go to dinner and I still got to pay as the man. He's like, so y'all are better than equal.
1: Well, I mean, that's, that conclusion is subjective, but cause I would say that that is a uniquely advantageous position that you find yourself in as a woman. That you could be gainfully employed uh, and oftentimes have uh, a superior uh, employment opportunity. Oh yeah, I can
0: definitely say that men who make significantly less than me have paid for me, and I feel no ways about it.
1: Right, and, and like we and I, you and I, we touched on this when we were we were discussing the management of of household bills, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like, well. Should be you be contributing one third of X, or should you be just be contributing a fixed number, where you you know your X contribution is one third, and that person's might be one half. Right, it's not weighted the same. You know, yeah. Um You know, it, it 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 creates these these uncomfortable spaces where, again, women have this idea that you know gender roles are going to dictate how certain things play out while at the same time denying other aspects of it. And I, and I, I guess that's a two way street, but I think that is a unique position for, for women in terms of having um, the, you know, the the income be so radically different now, as opposed to, you know, two generations ago.
0: Right. But at the same time, yeah, we might get more benefits, but I also think that we have still more burdens as well. Right. Because, you could be a female brain surgeon, right? And, you know, you're making five five times whatever your husband makes, right? Like, chances are, because, you know, research has shown women at all income levels still do the majority of, you know, household and and child-rearing responsibilities, right? So it's like... Yeah, I might make more money, but if I'm still you know carrying a heavy a heavier load at home, then I am at a disadvantage as a woman, right? Even though I might be advantaged in another area. So I don't think that, you know, certain, you know, because things are not necessarily weighted the same that it's always a benefit. Like sometimes it is a burden.
1: Look, I think that is the the that is something that is negotiated on a household to household basis. You know, not all people are are built to be parents. Not all people, you know, find joy in that. Um, and we, we go back to that conversation about uh, identity, right? For, particularly for professional women and how much of their identity is comprised of their profession as opposed to the things that um, have nothing to do with work, you know? Um, I think that so is, I think that there's tension that exists. and I just I, I believe it's it's magnified, you know or, or amplified. Of course there's or, gonna
0: be tension. Or, of course, there's gonna be tension because we're all raised, especially like you said for the last few generations, I would say definitely generation x and afterwards, as girls, we're all raised that you can grow up and be anything you want to be. But at the same time, we were still fed the princess narrative, and you know, giving baby dolls and play kitchens and this and that, right? Like that—that that part of of patriarchy never stopped, just because you know women can now go to college and med school and and raise to the highest ranks in in all of these different professions now.
1: Right. I mean, this is almost like a. Uh... Uh, a dissertation I gave in one of my my clubhouse uh, lectures. You know, you don't you don't need black, uh, excuse me, You don't need white people to maintain the status quo of white supremacy. You don't need men to maintain the status quo of, of patriarchy. Women do just uh, just fine at, at
0: and even and, and even worse in, in some cases. You right. know, like like I've it, heard, uh, I've heard stories of of women who let's say didn't want to change their name or something like that, and they said it was my mother in law who was mad about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, look, it, it is what it is. It, it's definitely not a. It, it, it's one of those social phenomena that are unique to. Well, more unique to us in, in this time period, and there's really, there really is no answer for it because it, it is a conflict of ideology. Right. Women don't understand how to. I, and this, correct me if I'm wrong, and I might sound sexist here, but I strongly believe that the majority of women don't know what the hell they want, in, in terms of that, like if you say, hey, you can have a crystallized, uh, a crystallized idea of how your day to day plays out on a societal level. I don't think most women would be able to say what they what they want clearly.
0: Well, I think, most,
1: uh, any well,
0: well, I think most people can't do it. Like, I don't think it's necessarily a gender a, a, a gender thing. I think most people can't articulate what they want clearly in a partner, right? Like, I just started watching the new season of Married at First Sight, right? And you can tell that people use certain words just because they've been socialized to use them. But then, when they get in the situation, and then you know, because the whole point of that show is like you've told us everything you wanted. We've now gone out and find a found a person for you that checked all those boxes, right? And by the end of the season, like let's say if they have five couples, usually one, maybe two, stay together. You know. I, you know what? I
1: didn't. I didn't understand the premise of that show. I thought it was the stupidest shit I, I'd ever. I, I never I mean, heard it of it. It really
0: but... should be illegal um, to play around with marriage like that. But, you know, this is America. You can do what you want. But, but you I'm say like a lot of people get on those shows and then they say, oh, I want this, this, this. And then they get somebody who has all those things and then they don't like it because they don't understand what they want. Um, right. It, you know, and, and we've had this conversation, the same thing when, when people say, oh, I want an alpha male. But then they get these people. And then what happens? Then it's, oh, well, you know, he's not as um affectionate as I, you know, wanted him to be. And he don't do this and he don't do that. And it's like, well, girl, you said you wanted an alpha male. None of those characteristics you list are things from an alpha male. Right. But but because we've all been socialize. Like I was thinking about, um, I was having a work situation last week. Right. And, and I was saying to one of my coworkers, right. It's like the same thing at work, right. Especially in corporate America. Right. Everybody says, Oh, I'm type A, I'm a type A personality. Right. And it's like, we know just by statistics that that can't be true. Right. Everybody can't be type A, but nobody, but you've never heard anybody say, Oh, well, actually I'm type B. It's to the point where I don't even know what all the types are. Because nobody says that they're anything other than type A.
1: No, yeah. You, you, as you say that, I, I, that's immediately what just came to. <laughs> came to mind.
0: You see what I'm saying? So it's like people say things because, like, we've just grown up hearing certain terms, so we think that those are the terms that are applicable. But then when you actually, you know, scratch beneath the surface, you're like, oh, that's actually not what it is. Right. Like, and I was having this conversation with, with somebody at work when they were saying, Oh, I wanted a job that included this, this, and this. And now they have that job that includes this, this, and this, but then they are not happy. Right. Because people just in general don't know what they want. Like you can't say, Oh, I want a competitive job. That's going to, you know, make me think. And, and I have all of these opportunities and I'm involved in all of these things, but I don't want to work past five <laughs> but 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 I don't want to have to try to prove myself all the time, but I don't want to have to be competitive. Right. Like, so it's just like, well, OK, you said you wanted a fast paced job in a meritocracy, but you don't want to be judged against your peers. You don't want to be constantly judged. You don't want expectations to to constantly be raised. I don't know. Maybe you need to, you know, go go get a slower paced job. That's what I'm saying. Most people don't know what they want.
1: Yeah. uh, To to be said, there there is no type C. So
0: So it's just A and
1: B? Yeah, it's A and B. And then it's like, do you have a a proclivity to be more A or or more B?
0: Yeah. I've never heard anybody say that. I've I've never heard anybody say that they're type B.
1: Well, you got to think about it too. The spaces that you occupy probably wouldn't be, um, you know, filled with a strong amount, an abundance of type B personalities, you know, because ty- the difference is type A is you make things happen where a type B personality is a person who things happen to, <laughs> right. you know what I'm saying? Like right. uh, you can't, you can't be, how many people are going to be like that in a room f- or in a, an environment conducive for movers and shakers?
0: Right, right, right. Very, you know? very true.
1: You think about it like that too. Not to tie it back in the race, but how many how many black people get to enjoy the luxury of being a type B personality? Right. You know, when you you not, if, in you race, wanna, not, if,
0: not if you want to flourish.
1: Right. That that, that shit becomes like a great modifier. I'm thinking about that Shakespeare quote: "Some men are born great, some men achieve greatness, and others have greatness thrust upon them." Okay. Um, that used to be in my in my aim profile back in the day as well. My name was uh, sequel to greatness and I had that Shakespeare quote. And then my, my question after that was, do you want greatness thrust upon you?
0: Oh God. Oh God. All right. Okay. Okay.
1: A nasty little quick witted little oh motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. Yeah. I know,
1: um... yeah. So yeah. Do, do, do who was ready to have greatness? Stop. Upon no,
0: we're not offering any thrusts. <laughs> Your thrusts are dirty right now because you got the vid 19.
1: Um, oh, I was out with the viddies apparently.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I got to sanitize my car. It's the vid mobile. Oh, God, stop. Uh,
0: <laughs> see, you keep playing. You, you, you're you going to talk yourself into 4th of July. <laughs> so, because uh, we're God, already at Memorial Day. Um, exactly. So, did you see this story about this? a young lady who went to Bali and then went viral and ended up getting deported?
1: Um, so I, I saw the story, right? And it's an article in the Insider that you, you referenced. This is the thing. This generation, y'all can't, y'all can't just chill out. You can't just enjoy your shit. You do a little dirt. You you, you scam in stimulus checks. What you do? You record yourself, you telling yourself. You selling little drugs, you go to the club, throwing money, what you do, you record yourself, you're telling yourself. You motherfuckers is committing crimes and then rapping about it. You you are. She tweeted this young lady. I don't wanna say what she did is as bad as these people who have no, self-incriminated. Right? No, 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 no. Right. I'm not I'm not I'm not comparing the two. And like dollars to dollars, right? But this is apples and oranges. It's in the same vein though. Yeah, it's all fruit. She got deported after she was tweeting about the Allen of Bali, which is home to Uncle Rush, right? Russell <laughs> yeah, <Indonesia. laughs> who who is uh, laying low. I don't want to say he's on the run, but he's laying low after the Me Too um, storm that was brought about. She tweeted about the Allen as being cheap and LGBTQ friendly. Now, she, she lives with her, her partner, um, and she was deported because of what she said, as well as her writing an ebook, where she detailed...
0: Well, it wasn't uh, even that. I don't think that that's what actually got her deported. Uh, she apparently talked about overstaying her visa, which would have made her at that point an illegal immigrant.
1: Right. Right. And then that part, where you are, are straight up... Uh, you're straight up criminal uh, as you, you out enjoying your queer friendly lifestyle.
0: So, as you, <laughs> you. right. So now what were your thoughts on the gentrification conversation?
1: I mean, that this is a conversation that we've had about in the States, black people, people, melanated people can be gentrifiers. It's not about race. It's about access. It's about class. It's about finances. Um, it just it, it feels different when it's us but it's, it's kind of the same thing you know we we i i think though you could correct me if i'm wrong i just feel like when it comes to us like melanated people i think we think of gentrification for us in an appropriate sense as a retirement option right so like the idea of collecting your pension and retiring somewhere and living comfortably, and this is how we phrase it. It becomes a a euphemism. What does living comfortably mean when you're talking about going to another country, right? <laughs> so that is bringing your money there, and and I don't want to say disrupting, but tapping into uh, the local economy, and basically, you know, being able to just do nothing.
0: Yeah. So apparently. And, and this is, I think, some of the, the frustration that I have that I didn't see when this was originally like going down on Twitter. But apparently part of the conversation was people were saying, like, well, a black person can't be a gentrifier. And that's when I know that I was like, Gen Z is definitely lost in half of us millennials. Right. Because I think that this whole Twitter academic contingent that we now have that that these are just people who are like using buzzwords on Twitter but literally never did any of the the reading and research to know what these things actually mean like this is how we get these situations and I also am concerned about like the lack of actual understanding about the violence that can be done by just like capitalism Right, because if we think that gentrification is only you know white people moving to Bed Stuy,
1: uh-huh.
0: then you go to an island where I don't know what the the you know average wages or whatever, but you come in with your money that you can make just from your laptop and now you're talking about oh well I was paying so much rent in LA and here I, I live luxurious for you know 75% cheaper I think she said in LA she, she was paying
1: $400 right, a month right, to for live her, in her tree house in, in,
0: in <laughs> Bali right and then she said I think yeah. that she was paying I think 1400 in LA right but like people studio, yeah. right? and, but like, well first of all I'm like girl we need to check on that because I didn't even know they had no $1,400 studios in LA um, but yeah yeah um but then yeah people were saying like what what do you think that that does to the local economy and you know one of my favorite shows is 90 day fiance and they had this conversation with uh the white girl who was in ethiopia and what she
1: she the was like, girl?
0: yeah she was actually uh living on the wrong end of gentrification out there because, uh, she, you know, she went out there, you know, got pregnant by a, a, a random local person. So he was living just, you know, how they live out there hand to mouth. He had about two, three jobs, but you know, it was, it was average for, for that community right but then she comes he upgraded
1: her I I, I saw I saw some of that he upgraded her that
0: was just temporary that was temporary like there was no like like they were when they went on the tour she was saying oh yeah this is good this is what I want and then when they talked about price he was like yeah this is three times what I'm able to afford so then when her parents came out they were like, "Oh, we don't like where you're living," and then she said to the parents, "Well, you know, so many expats, um, you know, have moved to Addis, and that just raises up the price, and you know, we we can't really afford it." And she was just shocked that for the first time in her life, like, she was not going to be comfortable because there were people with more money that were, you know, uh, affecting her situation, or or rather, her man's lack of money. Was Uh was her not being able to be comfortable. And and everybody every black person on the timeline was like, Wow, this is really the first time in your life (laughs) that you've actually been on the receiving end of the shit that your people do. Like, (laughs) you know, and and that's the thing. Like, I think that people, you know, nobody ever wants to admit that they're part of the problem. But at the end of the day, if you go somewhere you might be part of the problem and, and being part of the problem is it might be because you're an American. The fact that you're black it might not be part of it. Like at the end of the day, like black people, 100% can be uh, gentrifiers. What I will say yeah. is that even in America, um. but what I will definitely say is that white people, their presence might be more disruptive, right? Like even take somewhere like, you know, DC or something, you know, with a gentrification problem, or even Chicago, right? Like, I know people who they would be considered gentrifiers almost in some areas of Chicago, but they're black. So it's not going to be as disruptive. But, you know, it still is what it is, right? Because if a place used to be the hood and then all of the first year Deloitte hires moved down there, including the black ones. Well, shit is gonna change.
1: Yeah, I, I was thinking about a, uh, a, a, a academic paper that I, I was reading about this, the psychology of people who live in high crime areas. And it was basically <clears throat> it was basically speaking to the fact that when you are from a, an area that you believe to be a bad area, Right, you engage in mm-hmm. in behavior that is consistent with that environment that you, you you're used to, so much so that you could physically be outside of like the zip code, mm-hmm. right? What, that, that that that's your neighborhood, but you're gonna you know you, you're gonna just move, you, you're gonna essentially move as though yeah uh you know you're in your your zip code so like in real life it would be like somebody living on the edge of brownsville and and feeling like they're 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 not in brownsville right when they when they're in a different area that they're not associating with it but it it could in fact be brownsville um or or the flip side of that is you're in this area and because you 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 feel like it's not your neighborhood you treat it with more respect more reverence than you would treat your own native environment mm-hmm. and as a, as a result like the crime patterns are different there the, the housing prices is different there but it's like yo that could still very well be the hood but it's just not the hood you identify with mm-hmm. and so it's like the, the, this this correlation between behavior uh, and and the perception of it you know um so it, like it, it's a it's a, a real interesting phenomena that that happens when people are out here on as urban explorers, you know. It's it's a lot of these these little secondary uh, effects from people coming into the into these environments. And that right. You don't
0: really- right. And and I just want people to understand like if you've done any traveling, like you do understand that like as a as a person, a Western person and especially an American person, your presence there does mean a certain thing and you do have certain privileges that the the local people don't have. Like you can see that going as close to somewhere as DR or, or Jamaica and see the way that they treat a black person who just got off a flight from Kennedy or Miami versus the way they treat a local person, right? Like like these things are not foreign concepts. And I think we all need to, you know, be aware of that. Like you don't I'm not saying don't glow up. I'm not saying that at all. But like just understand the part that you might play in the problem like the problem is always structural racism and uh capitalism and systematic oppression but we all do have individual choices to make as well
1: yeah but to shoot them some bail i tell you it is very difficult to maintain that level of objectivity when you're dealing with these different isms right and ideologies when you are used to sitting at sitting at the table and looking at your meal from a particular vantage point.
0: Right. No. Of right. Course, As opposed of course, to being right. able to
1: see the entire table. Of course, so, of course. We-
0: and and I get it. Like I was um the building that I live in sent out a, a email uh today about rent reductions for new tenants. And I automatically got tight. Right.
1: Oh uh, <laughs> <I> down on <laughs> that
0: forty times. <laughs> yeah. Well well, it's not even that. Like they're just reducing the 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 base, you know, monthly amount by like significant amounts. Like I'm talking about the last email I saw would have been like a three hundred and fifty dollar per month reduction. Um and then I of course got tight because I didn't get that. But then I thought about it like the prices that they were charging, I still don't think that the average person in this area who probably was born and raised here, you know, who would be, I don't know, 25 or 30 now could afford it. Right. Like, so clearly I'm part of the problem is what I'm saying.
1: Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I, I, I've been telling you that for years, but you know, this this is not about that. (laughs)
0: Okay. Now to to wrap this up because uh, you got the vid and I'm tired. Um, Did you get a chance to buy the Bitcoin
1: dip? no i uh i was scared to log in scared so yeah i'm just like uh uh, like it's i i tell you i have anxiety now on both sides of the the bitcoin performance why you know when is climbing too much i get tight it is like you know i i feel away and when it was dipping it was like all right like you know i felt tight because i was losing money but it was you know my 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 issue with it climbing is the resentment for not having more uh skin in the game. You know, I just I feel like I I, I didn't go as hard as I could have. You know, so no, I, I I stayed clear of the dip. What what was the official dip number at? So, right now it's down to like 3132.
0: Right. So so that it was about um yeah, so that was I think it was like or something like that. Um, But people were very, very scared. And that's how I know that it was, this is their first um, bull market. Um, And when it went under, I'm not going to lie, when it went under 30, I, I was getting nervous. (laughs) not that mind you my average bitcoin price is under 20 right so it wasn't like i was losing money like not even close um but i was just like it was almost one of those things like damn like i started getting scared because then i started looking at all of the higher prices that i had bought at uh for the last like 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 the end of december and and beginning of january and I was mm-hmm. and I was kicking myself because I was like, shit, if I if I knew this was gonna happen this quick, I wouldn't have spent, you know, this amount of money. I would have waited, blah, 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 blah. But then I felt a little bit better because every time it dropped, it never stayed at that price. Like it would touch it, it would be a couple of minutes, and then it would go right back up. Like I like, I was like, I was like, okay, well, if it's under 30, like maybe it could get to like 25 it got to I think like 28 and it popped right back on up. Um so yeah, and since the last time uh that we were able to record, I uh, uploaded another video on my YouTube channel which everybody should go check out, Nicole Shanique on YouTube, and I was talking about why I prefer um cryptocurrencies. The client- versus mm-hmm. stocks like like why I choose to invest in, in these um assets in uh one of our former class classmates shout out to Dusta. Uh she commented um asking about uh my cryptocurrency purchases. Um I will be recording some more stuff um very shortly. Oh, I didn't
1: realize you you were in contact with Dusta. I I
0: I said she commented okay. on my my video.
1: Yeah, no, I You've been looking okay. for her? Okay. No, no, like, <laughs> no, no, and no, but no, I haven't been looking for Desta. I was just surprised to hear that name.
0: Yeah, shout Desta. out to her. I have, I, have
1: yeah, been, I, shout out to I her. haven't
0: seen her in, in a minute, but I used to, um, I ran into her a few times, like in lower Manhattan. Um, and I'm trying to think, I don't even Desta really used to run track. I, I don't know nothing about her athletic past. I know that she used to work uh, at Tiffany's, and I went there and bought some jewelry for her. And I was like, "Girl, you gonna get the commission, right?" Um, so, um, you know, yeah, that, nah, was, that, that was that was a few that was a few years ago. Um, so
1: taking care of herself. So shout out um, to her. Yeah, um, no, nah, yeah, definitely shout out to her, and shout out to you. I did see. Uh, I didn't get to watch the video, but I did see some of the engagement online, and I, I thought that was dope so people compliment your, your hair as well yeah
0: really like and, and
1: like she did that
0: <laughs> well you know the funny thing is I was like this shows people how far behind I am because I had those twists like in the summer and I'm just like posting some of this stuff um but as we, yeah as we as we already discussed you know 2020 when we all had to go inside I buried myself in work and I was rewarded for that but which of course I'm thankful for, but for 2021, I want to, you know, like I said, have more balance. Um, so I'm just trying to focus on some of the other things that I have um, interest in outside of work, like the pod.
1: Yes. Right. And we got to finally get that behind the scenes stuff going. Uh, let's get the, the video footage uh, out in rotation, the YouTube for the podcast up circulating. Um, I want to take a second too, to send a shout out, to Candace, Candace White. Today she had her uh, webinar, the uh the yes, which was the youth um uh, don't make me butcher it youth employment and empowerment summit. Oh shout to out to her good listen yes.
0: listen anybody doing something to help the kids big up like
1: well this this was for like the you know a lot of the parents of, of people in the industry I know she had uh Matthew Knowles um slated as well as LeVar ball and some other uh some other key shout
0: out to her so, that, that sounds amazing
1: yeah um so if you if you guys haven't really been plugged in with us like we all kind of dope in real life but i think the the and i'm saying this with supreme humility the, the dopest thing about this is that we all kind of come from the same uh, environment. We went to the same specialized schools. And from Scholar, just say from Phillip and Scholar, there's so many talented men and women that we know, like in real life, that are like doing yes. phenomenal things. Yes, yes. And I know yes. a lot of dope people. So, yeah. you know, no, you it you
0: in, for man. sure, for sure, for sure. I, you know, I, I was at um, my line sister's uh, gender reveal, and, and one of our classmates was on the line. Um, with her because she had gone to high school with my line sister and she she's a doctor now you know so um shout out to to all the dope people you know
1: that wasn't the gang one right the red and versus blues
0: i don't know nothing about no gang stuff
1: oh okay i got you close with my ability i don't know anything i,
0: got... I don't know anything about <laughs> gang stuff so
1: all right. yeah, yeah. yeah all right so uh what, what are you getting into this week
0: um well last week uh, my boo and I finished the Tiger Woods documentary on HBO Max. Have you seen that yet?
1: I have not. And actually, I think I might need that login. We can talk about that. There. <sighs> how, how was the documentary? It, it
0: it was good. It was good. Um, I think.
1: Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you want to be connected to your struggle or no? Like, <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> I don't pay the cable bill, so I don't know the login. <laughs>
1: Alright, that's cool. I, I like yeah. you know I always I always you're send them send my best. Like we the same thing. Let's not play with this now. Um, <laughs> uh,
0: I think the difference in, in um, friends is, is funny because there's a part in the documentary where uh, they were discussing some infidelity on the part of Tiger Woods' father. Yeah. And oh. um the 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 black friend Held it down. He just gave the most politically, you know, correct answer. And he was like, yeah, there was a lot going on. I could tell y'all, but I won't. That's what the black friend said. The white friend told everything. And had picture. uh, uh, Oh, my God. Supporting documentation. like.
1: (laughs) Who, who sent you? Like, like, uh, I
0: was just like, I was like, wow, this is really, really the difference. Like, <laughs> like the black yeah, friend, yeah. the black friend really, really held it down. And he was just like, look, yeah, I know what was going on. I'm not getting into that, though. The white friend was like, right. yeah, we was out there cheating. Tiger was right there. <laughs> da, 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 da. I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> wait, wait, wait,
1: wait. They saying Tiger was out with his pops while he the pops were cheating on the moms?
0: Yes. <laughs>
1: And that's a different type of relationship. No, but 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 he clearly had a favorite parent.
0: Not, but no. What they what they were saying was basically, and you have to watch it. But it sounds like when the father was taking him, you know, to practice or tournaments or whatever, that on the road that the father would be cheating, and that when Tiger right. got to a certain age, then he kind of put two and two together, and then the white friend oh. was the, the white friend was was telling all of it and the white friend was like yeah because you know um you know we would be out and you know maybe they you know and then tiger would see his father going in in the trailer with the with the golf instructor or whatever it was like chill <laughs> like
1: right but then now when you hear that though and i don't i don't know how closely you follow tiger's story his rise and fall mm-hmm. but when you hear that does that, does that make you look at his his own uh experiences a little differently
0: um yeah I mean th- that's immediately that that's immediately what I thought about when I saw that I said well you know um because one of the pictures that the white man showed <laughs> um Tiger was pretty young in that picture so you know being and, and everybody knows he was close with his father so I think If you're, I can only imagine, like you see one of your parents doing something like that at that age, you're going to think that that's okay to do or that that's just something everybody does. Because the white man basically said that Tiger's father was cheating on the mother and the white man said he was cheating on his wife too. So, you know, you have these adults who are in this young boy's life and this is what they do and this is how they operate. So it's really no wonder why he grew up to do damn near the same thing
1: yeah i i need to check that out i actually i spent a lot of time and i got got caught up on snowfall
0: oh good 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 what, yeah, what season are you on
1: i'm on i'm caught up like i'm, I'm Oh, done. good
0: yeah okay good 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 yeah like,
1: uh-huh. that show is so dope and um i had so many questions man like like yo, did, did Shorty going is she gonna get caught for shooting my man Franklin? Like, <laughs> that's crazy. That you know the just... funny thing
0: is the girl, the, the 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 light skin, the 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 one who lived across the street. She mm-hmm. she was in that Amazon show that I told you about, The Wilds, where I told you that it was like a girl's Lord of the Flies. She was in that show.
1: <laughs> yeah, and you look at them differently, right? Like he he just came out. He was in a Netflix movie with uh, with. Now, I'm not going to be able to remember his name. The guy who plays um, Hawk in the event, not Hawk. Plays in the Avengers movies. He's gonna be He's the in new a lot.
0: He was America. in a, um he was in
1: um He's in Altered Carbon as well. He was in a, uh, a
0: an episode of Black Mirror, I believe. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Yes. He played uh I think a gay guy in, in one of the Black Mirrors.
0: No, that wasn't what? him.
1: That that wasn't him. <laughs> no. Oh, okay, all right, well whatever. Point is so he did a, he he has this movie called Outside the Wire that's on Netflix. It came out uh last week with uh Franklin plays a, a drone pilot and I, it made me re- appreciate Franklin's accent is like unique uniquely cali uh Southern california Did but you I think know, that's like it. um
0: do you know why that is
1: like no, I'm assuming he's from southern california
0: he's from England is he and dub c betrayal. dub c <laughs> was his accent coach for the show. So that's why he sounds like that because they had dub Cedar rapper uh, uh, as a dialect coach. Because that's we, crazy. We go watch. Go watch the episode of Black Mirror and he's speaking with his British accent. He's like, "Oh boy, from Get Out, Daniel Kaluuya." I'm telling you, these these no. black Brits, they get it done. Like you cannot be mad at Word. them. Like
1: I'm telling you, it, it was almost sounding comforting. Hearing him talk because honestly it started reminding me of, of Nipsey. Like he sounded it sounds so authentic on some yo, he sound LA LA. Mm-hmm. My people. <laughs> You're like, oh so you see, Reed, <laughs> I got it covered. So <laughs> I'm like, right.
0: And um there's a clip of him on I wanna say, is it like Jimmy Fallon or something like that? And same thing. And he and he, and then he was talking about how when he uh um when he first met dub C and then he was switching back and forth from like the, to the Cali accent to his normal you know accent and it's like it's bugged out like he's so talented
1: yeah that that's that's almost like a dude that played Wolverine when he he would make his switch uh going from like Ozzy to well, I guess Logan Like you know know, i don't know man the
0: british actors the funny thing is i um i i've been reading this book um oh that's what i have also coming up on thursday um i will be uh having i'll be joining the book club for my um with my undergrad chapter so shout out to iota chapter of delta sigma theta sorority incorporated but i had dang dang gang. no 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 Uh no Ooh, that's what we do. Um, so I had House playing in the background while I was reading the book. Same thing, Hugh Laurie, House. He's British. Mm-hmm. I didn't know until he hosted SNL. I was like, "Why is he talking like that?" <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I, I knew he was British.
0: Yeah, yeah, the the, the Brits are mad talented. Like, you cannot um, the code switching. They get it done. Speaking of, um, I think he, very soon, I want to say within the next couple weeks, um, coming out on, I believe, Net, not Netflix or Amazon Prime, I think it is. Um, Did you see the movie? Same thing with Daniel Kaluuya, where he's going to play Fred yes. Hampton. That's coming out. Fred I'm, Hampton, I'm, yes. I'm looking forward to that.
1: And my dude from ATL and um, a couple other movies, he's in there as well.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I can't think of anybody's name right now. I don't know why I'm Lakeith having such a Stanfield's
0: because you got the it's because you got the vid nineteen. Your it's, mind's not clear.
1: I'm not myself right now. I feel like I feel like Professor Xavier, after he's been connected to Cerebro for too long, I'm just I need I need to get myself together. Oh, um we, we, I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna have this young lady who is running for president of TW Local 100, first woman in the history of the union. Uh, I want to get her on the pod in the next couple weeks, so we we need to work out Yes uh, the details with that.
0: Okay, um, I have the intern Miss
1: Yeah, twenty twenty one is going to be a, a huge year. So much opportunity. Um, so hopefully we can get everything done without having any litigation. Um, okay, so yeah, that was a little inside joke. So you guys have just tuned into another episode of the Pre Internet Friends podcast. You've a very stone cold poker face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> you could have been anywhere don't worry she's not gonna hear it anyway you could have been anywhere in the world but you were here with us and we do appreciate that for additional content please check out other episodes of the Free internet friends podcast you can also find us on instagram under the names, the Grant and their Friends podcast, as well as our individual names. That's Mr. J. Nicholas. That's Nicole Shanique. That's also on Twitter and YouTube. Want to wish you guys nothing but peace and blessings. Um, life is short and so is the pie. We're out of here. Uh, we will see you next week. Bye.